Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. And we start with some important news from the world of football. And the number of headers players can practice will be regulated at all levels of English football from next season, with players limited to just 10 a week in an effort to protect against brain injury. A long-term campaigner on the issue, Dawn Astle, told TalkSport that it's a major milestone for football, but has still taken too long. We knew when my dad died nearly 20 years ago now that the findings that were made post-mortem in his brain, that it looked like the brain of a boxer. We knew it would raise grave and really serious concerns to the game of football and, and sport in general. So the news that the footballing authorities have limited heading uh, into just 10 per week is extremely welcome. We've known for a long time, even every hit to the head harms. It's breaking the structure. Of brain. There's a building up of toxins that last a lifetime. It did in the case of my dad, many other dads out there, many husbands, grandfathers, brothers and friends. Now, Tom Dean has become the first British male swimmer to win more than one gold medal at a single games in 113 years. Really? Blimey, we seem to be making up records as we go along. A day after success in the individual 200 metres freestyle, he helped the relay team take the title. A video showing his family and friends celebrating has been watched by millions on social media. Dean says that scenes from his mum's back garden brought a huge smile to his face. Pretty special. Double Olympic champion sounds pretty good. And the last 24 hours have been a bit crazy. I saw that video yesterday when I got back to my apartment. I hadn't actually been on any social media till I got back home. And, and Ross, my flatmate, mentioned this video. So I checked it out and ended up watching it quite a few times. And... Yeah, it was amazing seeing all, you know, your family and friends back home just celebrating and, and, and kind of everyone coming together after so long of, of not being able to do that or watch live sport or anything like that. It was, it was pretty special. And, you know, backing it up with the boys today for a second gold, just like better than I could have, could have asked for. Charlotte Dujardine has won a record sixth Olympic medal to become Britain's most successful female Olympian. Are we just making these records up, surely? She wasn't able to defend her individual dressage title, but took bronze after finishing third at Tokyo 2020. She was riding a new horse, Geo, and was full of praise for her new partner, who, of course, doesn't get a medal, just a huge lump of sugar. 
this medal still means a lot to me. It's, it's just like every other medal, really. I mean, it just goes to show your hard work and your dedication and, your, you know, what you get up every day to train for. Um, and also, it's my first Olympics without Pellegro. So, you know, my old dancing partner, he's now retired and uh, start off my new career with my new up-and-coming horse, Gio. And uh, he's a very young and inexperienced horse. And uh, to come to his first major championships... And to produce what he has, I couldn't have asked any more from him. And, you know, for all of us to to come away with a medal, it was very, very exciting. And we are so happy to to have this medal. Four-time Olympic gold medalist Simone Biles has withdrawn from today's all-round final to prioritise her mental well-being. She'll continue to be evaluated on a daily basis over further participation in Japan. Steve Cram and Kelly Southerton offered their support for the American. We don't know what she's feeling or how she's thinking about this. And maybe because she had such a great Rio. And obviously, as you said, she's one of the most decorated sports people in the world. She must have just put so much pressure on herself. And she made a really good comment about it. No one ever prepares you for success and how to deal with it and what the stresses come. I do think general public do think when you're successful, it's easy. You get everything you want and need and you can just swim on by and it's fine. It probably is harder to be really successful in an individual sport than it is in a team sport because you've only got yourself really and maybe your coach to support you there are different types of pressures there are some really nice pressures you know in, in the say in the sense that going to your first olympics and, and that's a bit of a pressure but it's it's what you've dreamt of and it's what you want to do and then there's a scenario where you know you've been to olympics you've won a gold medal before or you've done very well or this time you're, you're you you know the expectation of, of the world is people at home and, and what Simone Biles is going through now that's difficult and therefore the people around you your coach your family your support network they should be the, the key way in which you kind of cope with that they're going to go with you through that journey good or bad now Celtic have been dumped out of the Champions League would you believe after losing to FC Midtjylland no me neither a Danish team after the match their manager Ange Postica Post. Pochettino <clears throat> spoke to the media. Pretty strong language, mate. I don't know what your definition of catastrophic is, but it certainly doesn't fit my definition of what happened tonight. So it's obviously a disappointing night and um, disappointing we didn't get through, but you know, I can't fault the effort of the players. Well, Celtic have lost 2-1 to FC Midland to crash out of the Champions League in the second qualifying round. <laughs> It's their season done and dusted. And Postacoglu has gone in there. He knew, he said he's gone in there with his eyes wide open. He knew it was probably the biggest rebuild that Celtic have had for the last 20 years. Mm. But they, they don't have any money. That's the second season on the trot they've gone out in the second qualifying round yeah. of the Champions. So they've been beaten by the second best team in Denmark. So that does that tell you where the Scottish Premiership is at the moment? Rangers are going to get better and stronger. Yeah. So it's Celtic's season done it if you're a Celtic fan you must be looking at that thinking that's that's it we have no chance of catching Rangers absolutely none whatsoever yeah. so that's their season done why is the season over because you're so we've got you're a not... couple of signings coming in you know it, it's just it is, it is laughable you think that you're going to challenge over. Rangers this season of course we'll challenge Rangers <laughs> right I'll tell you what Mark halfway through the season right when you're 15 points behind then you can phone back in and the reason I say about League One, your standard Celtic at the moment. Hull City, Peterborough and Blackpool got promoted this year and Sunderland came fourth. Celtic wouldn't finish above Sunderland in League One. 
Now, in the last podcast, you may recall Danny Mills said this about the soon-to-be Manchester United defender Raphael Varane. We've seen lots of players come in before and haven't managed to do it. Varane, Falcao, Di Maria. These players could not adapt to the Premier League. Well, this is Spanish football expert Terry Gibbo-Gibson, a former United player, of course, putting Millsy in his place. Go on, Tezza. I've been looking at what Danny said and, and you look at the, the direct and that physical approach that he's describing in the Premier League. It doesn't exist anymore. I mean, the, the, the notion that there's only a few tough games a season in La Liga, certainly now, more than ever, doesn't apply anymore. It's a much more competitive league. But the fact that VRL finished seventh last season in La Liga and were able to take care of Arsenal and Manchester United in the Europa League. So it, that, that's it's absolute nonsense. Rafael Varane is a supreme centre-back could possibly be the best ever centre-back to play in the Premier League. Staying with Manchester United, we can hear a little bit more now from Terry, but first this is QPR's Charlie Austin, claiming Solskjaer must replace Aaron Wambasaka with Atletico's Kieran Trippier. Their biggest problem for me is they need a right-back. Aaron Wambasaka is not up to the quality. I've, we played the other day, I know it was only a pre-season friendly and stuff, but for me, they need to go all out for Kieran Trippier. That's who they're crying Why out for. Why don't you like Bissaka? He just can't defend. I, His final ball is, is not what a centre-forward wants. It's not what Cavani wants. No. It's not what Rashford's going to want. Do you know what I mean? But for me, I think they need to go and sign Kieran Tribute. Defensively, OK, because he gets back, did gets it, out of job because of pace, Ray. Right? Sorry, did he just have a bad game against you? You can all have a bad game, but I've, that was just a pre-season friendly. But if you look at, off last year and stuff, as Man United, if, if Aaron Wan-Bissaka, all due respect, is, is your right-back, are Man United going to go on to, to win Premier League, win silverware? I'm not too sure. They need to strengthen there, definitely. It's Kieran Trippier. Oh, it's in! What a start for England! Inside the opening five minutes, Kieran Trippier, who's had a sensational tournament. Atletico Madrid, I have no doubt, will want to keep him. I mean, he's been a, he's become a really important player for them. They wobbled last season when he had the 10-game ban. When he came back, their form picked up and, you know, he's highly respected in Spain. Simeone thinks the world of him. So there isn't a lot of speculation in Spain regarding Atletico losing Trippier as opposed to, you know, we do see constant speculation linking to Manchester United. So there might be something in it. So how do you solve the problem of having bad eggs at football? I know, crack them open, make an omelette. Anyway... This is Super Charlie Austin explaining Sean Dyche's technique of dealing with teammates who were a bad apple, i.e. influence, in the dressing room. He kind of just got us all in, a, in the group and he wanted to find out if there was any energy zappers, what he, he liked to say. And his biggest thing was misery loves a best friend. So what he wanted was to find out who was the so-say-bad-eggs kind of thing in the group. <laughs> so you weren't allowed to name them, you just had to write the number of how many was in the... Oof. How many players obviously it was? You could write obviously whatever you want. You could have wrote anything, mm. put it in, and then it was on on him and his coaching staff to find out who they was. <laughs> and you know, it's like both been there. Like the team that's playing, they have to worry yeah. about them. Yeah, so lads who are not playing, yeah. then they congregate in together. Then misery loves a best friend. Why aren't we playing? And then that was his technique of just getting to, I guess, and trying to find out mm. who the bad egg was. Speaking of bad eggs, I'll stop saying bad eggs. Obviously, why well, can't help it? It's in the script. This is Jamie O'Hara with me on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show on why he was perceived as a bad egg. Oh, stop saying eggs! Sorry, it's written in the script. I am the egg man. They are the egg men. I am the walrus. A lot of people potentially might have thought that I was a bit of a bad egg. Um, why did you say that? Well, people had a, the wrong perception of me, you know, and for a long time. Um, and it took me a long time, obviously, to get that back where people kind of think, well, actually, he's all right. Can, never... can, I, can I ask, though, do you not? I'm playing devil's advocate. Do you not think, though, 
that maybe looking back, I don't know the answer here, but you know, Jamie O'Hara. Yeah, I was an idiot. I was going to say, cusp of getting in, in the England side, you know, yeah. a big cheese at Spurs, yeah. right? Coming through the ranks, very exciting young player. Then you go to Wolves, mm. you're on crazy money. It's played short to O'Hara. Is there a possibility that everyone else saw you as this, you know, Jimmy, whatever you want to call yes, it? Yes, they did, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And, and do that, you think you were, looking back now, do you think you were like that? I, I wasn't, but I did I did do things which would look that way, you know? So there was times when we went, I think we got relegated and I was pictured on a yacht in Dubai and, you know, little things like that and it'd do photo shoots and things like that. You know, I look back and think that, gives people the wrong perception of who you are as a person and I really regret that. Were you quite flash? No, I wasn't flash, but I liked nice things, right? I mean, I liked having nice cars, but everyone likes having a nice car. I was on good money and I didn't know what to do with it, so I, I bought nice things. But I was never really flash. I come from nothing, so I think... But I think people used to think I was a little bit arrogant, but I wasn't arrogant. I was just confident in myself. What car were you turning up to training when you were at Wolves? Uh, I had a white Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. I was thinking Ferrari, but white Bentley is so much better. Yeah, than but that. I got rid of it when we got relegated. Did I, you? Did you though? Yeah, I did. I got rid of it and I bought just a, a yellow one. one. <laughs> <laughs> now the British and Irish Lions take a one-nil lead into the second test against the Springboks on Saturday. The only place, of course, to hear if South Africa can strike back or if the Lions can clinch the series is live and exclusive on Talksport this Saturday from four pm. The game starts at five. Former Lions hooker, or Lion hooker, Rory Best, believes the Lions will be desperate to get this series wrapped up in two days' time, obviously. Stuart Hogg whacks it into the stands, and that is it! The Lions will win the first test of the series against South Africa in Cape Town. I think from a Lions point of view, you want to get it done. I don't think you want South Africa with everything that's going on within the country, never mind the rugby team. You don't want them going into that third test with momentum and, and confidence. First 10 minutes of this game on Saturday, it's to get stuck into them and really hammer home that, that you're dominant physically. And that's that's where they look to come now, the South African. And that's where they might still change a little bit tactically and technically, but ultimately they'll come out and go, this is our game. This is how we show how good we are. And, and this is what we're going to turn to. And first 10 minutes, if the Lions can dominate there, get the series over and done with as soon as possible. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on TalkSport Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget to press that subscribe button. You'll be doing me a huge favour. I'm back on TalkSport today on, of course, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with Darren Goff at four. We're live in Newcastle, don't you know? Oh, look at you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Newcastle. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.